On today's show, it may be a pandemic, but it is also bonus season. We'll fill you in on what is happening. It is Monday, December 14th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Texarkana, Texas, in my mom's half-finished basement where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show, I'm Joe Salcihai. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We bring in um, candid conversations with our collaborators and thought leaders, and then we end it with a takeaway so you guys can make it your own. We have a very interesting conversation today, Bobby, about raises, or excuse me, not about raise, about bonuses. And you think mm -hmm. about what an awful year it's been. If I'm a business owner, if I'm a business owner and I start thinking bonuses, and maybe there's people listening thinking bonuses, they're like, are you kidding me, bonuses? But people are really doing it. So let's get into this, but let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's discussion. Hey, it's Paul from the Crazy Money Podcast. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money? Let's do this. So the story that we are going to use as a jumping off point here is from CNBC. It is by Jessica Dickler. The headline is, it is holiday bonus season. Here's who could get rewarded. And it talks about the fact that it has been a very challenging year. Um, and a lot of employers um, are recognizing that. And they are going to really stretch their resources to make sure that they reward the employees that have been working so hard. And remember, a lot of stores and the article points to Target and Walmart and others have had decent years. They've been selling a lot of stuff to people that have been stuck at home. So their employees have essentially been the essential workers that have been on the front lines, many of them. And it's important that they those people feel rewarded and that they are recognized for the service that they have been doing in a very difficult time. What I what I love about what Jessica writes though here is not just for those stores that have made a lot of money, but even stores that haven't made a lot of money, the fact that the this uh, this employee probably was expected to do some things this year they haven't done before probably working under, even if they're just doing the same job, the ability to get to that job and do that job during this year, a lot of extenuating circumstances, uh, companies finding different ways, maybe ex uh, extended time off next year, maybe giving them some flexible time, maybe trying to compensate them even in non-monetary non ways, Bobby, I think is, is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I'm even personally hearing anecdotally that they are now kind of coming to terms with the fact that people that are working from home, there's a cost to that, even though, yeah, they're saving on commuting. They are now being a little bit more generous, many companies, in terms of reimbursement for the proper home office equipment, because it's one thing to say you're going to work, you know, on your couch for a week or two, but this has been going on for what, eight months or so, and it's not ending for the workers anytime soon, effectively. So a lot of that is recognizing that we need to make work. I, we like to call it working from home. Let's be honest. We're living at work yeah. these days. Right. We right. need to make living at work a little more comfortable. And so it may come in the form of those kinds of things. So instead of doing a partial reimbursement for some things, maybe they're going to, you know, 
get you that, you know, exercise equipment so you can work out a little bit between your Zoom meetings so that you can focus better and your muscles don't atrophy completely. <laughs> um, no, but it's true. I mean, it's it's really, really weighing on a lot of people. A lot of people are at sure. the end of the rope and they kind of, especially, look, I'm in an urban environment. I'm here in New York City and we don't have enough rooms for everybody to be working, you know, from home and have it be quote professional. And a lot of people have roommates and so on, and they're working in the same room. This is stuff that the companies are understanding more and more that it's cute for about a minute. And then it's really not. And it's a real imposition, not just on their work day, but their whole lives. And so there is a feeling of what can we do, even if we can't offer cash. So wellness resources, um, more flexible schedules, as you mentioned, better home office equipment um, and really understanding that those costs that they, in some cases, may be saving in the office have been passed on to employees. There, there are a bunch of uh, uh, employers still though, you know, that are saying, I don't think I can do this. I don't, uh, I don't think I can. And yet I've got some data here, Bobby, from Penn Foster, um, uh, uh, a correspondence school talking about the cost of hiring new employees versus uh, just training and keeping the ones you have. According to a UC Berkeley study in this piece, it says it costs $4,000 on average above the salary and wages to hire a new employee, figure that rises to 7000 for replacing management level employees and professionals. And it also says that the cost the cost of losing people can be as high as 50 to 60% of their annual salary, just getting the next person up to speed, you know, that just getting the next person where that person was. Um, so holding on to your talent and showing people how much you appreciate them this year, when somebody tells me they don't think they can afford to do this, this data makes me think, can you afford not to do this? Yeah, I think that's a really important thing because the cost to replace somebody is very significant. And also you don't have the resources that you did sort of in the before because you're not going to be able to, in most cases, meet this person in person. You're not going to have that person have the uh, relationships and the historical knowledge of the job the way you used to. It's it's much harder to just do everything virtually yeah. and so, yeah, I completely agree. And I think we'll we'll see how this unfolds. I mean, this story calls a bonus season now. I do think a lot of bonuses also are in January. And by the time it is January and the final decisions have to be made, I think we'll have a lot more clarity in terms of how this vaccine is working, how the rollout is working. And from that, a better idea of what the economic outlook is and the business outlook is for a lot of these companies. Let's talk about the other side of this for a moment, which is if you're lucky enough right now to not just have a job, right? Because there are some people listening to this going, hey, just having a job is a great thing. And it to yeah. it completely is. But if you not only have a job, but you actually get a bonus, let's talk about what to do with it. Because you and I both know study after study shows people will take their bonus and this is sad. They'll waste it, Bobby. They'll just completely waste it. What do you do first if you get your bonus? You make sure your emergency fund is where it needs to be, number one, in this time, more than anything. And that's, that's normally I would say put half in the emergency fund, half in investing, almost no matter what. But I think in this time, put just really evaluate your emergency fund. Make sure you have actual cash. 
And, and I, I, I totally agree. Pay. And once you, if you do have that, I think the second step then is to pay down debt, right? Make oh, your, yes. sorry it, about that. Yes. No, well, I, I think that's number that two. Well, no, I think that that's behind yours. I think yours is number one. I think that's number two. I think if you are going to, if you are going to spend the money, spending it on, and somebody gave me this advice when I was young, spending it on things that can help you get ahead faster later. So if there's some courses you want to take, if there's a masterclass you want to sign up for, if there's some books that you want to read, you know, spending it on those things that are going to help you, um, either with your career, with your life. Um, I think, I think those are great uses of money. I think those are great uses as well. With regard to books, though, don't forget that you can use your library. Many libraries have drop off and pick up that are um, like contactless. And also, so I've still been borrowing library books sometimes, although I do try to buy books a lot, especially I have a lot of author friends um, support independent bookstores. But you can um, if it's a budget situation, you can do that. There's also a lot of free courses available that you can access um, through your community. So don't ever forget about that. Great tips. Uh, our friends with us, uh, as we make this show live, uh, if you want to join us, head to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash money with friends. Our friends though, today having some fun with this topic, (laughs) Annette says, goes back to when Farnoosh and I were talking last week, go buy some party city stock. I have a party city. If you'd like to sponsor the show, just, uh, 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 hit us up with an email, direct message. That's fine. Party city. And then, uh, Peter says he's just taking his to Atlantic city, double or nothing which may or may not be a good course of action, Bobby. Probably not. Probably not, but you know. In just a second, (laughs) just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's show, which may or may not involve Atlantic City. Uh, But first, want to say a big thanks to anybody who's gone to Tiller Money and uh, checked it out using our link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Tiller helps you keep your financial life on course. You can easily track your money over time, always know what's safe to spend, and confidently plan for the future with spreadsheets automated by Tiller Money. Tiller's built on the unmatched flexibility of spreadsheets. It automates your Google Sheet or Microsoft Excel so you can keep a clear view of your financing with everything in one place. Tiller Money value eliminates repetitive data entry, logging into multiple accounts. You can manage your money in a spreadsheet 10 times faster. Check it out at tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. And if you don't have a budget, great time as we finish out the year, get comfortable with it in 2020 and then have the system ready to go January 1st of next year. What's our takeaway from today's piece on bonuses? So I love what we discussed that companies should make sure first of all, out of the goodness of their hearts, which is never true because it's business. Let's be honest about that, that they do reward their employees that have worked so hard. And if they can't afford it in cash to find a way to do that, I would also on the same level, I'm sorry, on a different level, I should say people at a personal level should think about how they can give bonuses to the people that have made their lives easier. I live in a, in a, urban area. So I have a lot of people that help us. We have to park our car in a garage. So make sure that you thank the people in the garage. Of course, cash is always king, but an additional thank you this year would be great if you have it in you to give them gift cards to something or the staff of your building. If you have that, if you're fortunate to have that as I do, but also, you know, the person that is cutting your hair, the person that is helping you with your children, anyone in your life that is helpful to you. If you have somebody maybe that comes in and, and, you know, is cleaning your house, 
anyone in your life that is doing things for you that you pay, make sure you give them some kind of bonus to let them know that you appreciate that they are being there and helping you, helping your life be that much easier. And I don't think it should be an either or. I think, I hope it will be an and for many people to give them at least the cash that you normally give them, hopefully more. But then also maybe give them some kind of a thoughtful gift that has to, that touches on something you know about them that's personal, that they'll enjoy so that you know you appreciate them as a human this this holiday season and through this, you know, terrible coronavirus season that you you really, you see them and you thank them. I was thinking as you were talking that even if you can't afford to give that cash gift and what a year to do it, if you can afford to, to help uh, the people around you uh, get ahead that help you all year long, even if you can't, um, because you're of your circumstances, just a thank you. You know, it's so my, yeah. my, my coach always reminds me that a thank you goes a long way and just telling people how much you appreciate them goes, goes yeah. a long, long way. Well, you know, Jason Harris really taught us a lot. One of our our collaborators um, from Mechanism, he writes these wonderful notes to his employees on their birthdays. I think a really heartfelt note can be very meaningful at this time as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and my takeaway goes back to, I think, the point from this data that I looked up, Bobby, which is if you think you can't afford to, I, I would push back and say you can't afford not to, because the cost of losing somebody far, far is uh, much more expensive than than just doing the right thing. So, uh, yes, you are here tomorrow with Amy Goodman. And if somebody wants to help us uh, prep for that show, we're on Instagram a lot prepping for it. How do they find us, Bobby? Absolutely. Um, on Instagram, we are at Money Friends Pod. That is also our handle on Twitter. And please absolutely subscribe also to our YouTube channel so you can be part of the recording of our shows here. Just search for Money with Friends on YouTube. You can find out more about the show on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Thanks to everybody hanging out with us today. We've got uh, Peter, Annette, Rebecca, Kevin, Sarah, Lynn, Sarah. We got both Sarahs here uh, and Mike and a second Mike. We got all the Mikes and all the Sarahs and uh, some other people thrown in. So thanks for hanging out with us today while I make the show. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here tomorrow at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam. Nailed it. Done.